0: Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie.
1: Medium-sized Mike is back.
0: How y'all doing? Brother Bob's back. What's up? Carl's back.
1: I'm just an unremarkable face in the crowd. <laughs> Silent Ron accused me of being prideful last week, so I'm going to tone it down. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Silent Ron.
2: Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Whenever I hear Carl make a comment like that, I always expect the thing from like Raven at the end. What <laughs> <Fooled> the Raven? <laughs> oh, man.
2: Question is, how long does he think about that before he brings it up, <laughs> or did that just come off the top of his
3: head? Pretty sure that just came off.
1: Carl, would you like to read our verse? Yes, sir. It's Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24 from the NASB, and it says, In reference to your former way of life, you are to rid yourselves of the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you are to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been crucified in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Mm. So with that in mind what
0: does being renewed mean to you and also what should it look like I mean it's right there in black and white but what does when we read it or see it or hear the word in the Christian context what do we think about what is it talking about for us Mm. and everybody is
1: now we have silent Ron silent Mike <laughs> silent Bob it's kind of tough when you make it personal yeah it's easy to read it as words on a page you know, that whole chapter is really describing you know behaviorally what that transformation inwardly should look like outwardly how that should spill out if we're engaged in that process right but then it gets real uncomfortable when you start looking at yourself and how are how are you how are you engaged with it? How are you not, Mike?
0: What's renewed look like to you?
1: Well, like
3: Carl was saying, I think it you know it's easy to to read over it and even go in depth into your heart and and say what it should look like. But of course, putting it into practice is something completely different. Just like I think that we all find on our walks, you know, the lip service is the easy part. Reading it over, maybe even explaining it to somebody else, but then did we truly do it? Are we truly walking the walk, you know, like we say? And I think that for me, what it looks like is, you know, turning from the guy that says, I'll pray for you, to saying it and stopping right then and doing it. From, you know, being a person that maybe wasn't of the best moral character to somebody that with God you know if I tell you I'm going to do something I'm going to do it to knowing people that they can count on me and, and things like that and knowing that because God's in my life that I'm a, I'm a man of my word as well as I'm compassionate and forgiving and all of these things so you guys went deep yeah well I just asked the questions around here yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, and and I think think that's kind of it, though. That's that's kind of the whole point of it is I think that that you know before I think all of us would say before Christ, if somebody asked us and we could give the earthly answer to it, oh well, you know, being a good person and doing all these things. Well, what does it actually look like in your life? Well, I help people out every once in a while. I do these things, you know. I mean, you know what I mean? It's all it's all kind of surface level stuff. But again, you know, when you realize that you're walking with Christ, or I should say you're trying to walk with Christ, it's so much different because you're so much on a, more of a, a, an accountability scale that you truly, truly care about that it runs, it, and it should, it should run your life. You know, that here's this. I don't even want to call it a gold standard because I don't feel like that's even worthy of it. But you know, it just, here's the epitome of an example and everything that you should strive to be. Are we ever going to attain it? No. We should still strive for it. But we should actually make the change. We should actually make the actions that. You know that Christ wants us to and that's I think how we build a better relationship with him, it's not just give the lip service but to show and to show those around us and to make sure we're not doing it for the wrong reasons are we doing it because we want to you know, put get likes on Facebook or wherever people put stuff you know, to say look at me and look at what I'm doing or what I'm involved in or do we not want to do that and do we want to just show people Christ through us right you know, and especially when nobody's looking,
1: doing the right thing. I don't think you were wrong to say gold standard. I think that's the right way to look at it. You, when you look at the concept of sin and righteousness in both Hebrew and Greek, it's archery terminology, and it's hitting the mark or missing the mark. Yeah, you know, you're either hitting the bullseye or you're off. Mm-hmm. And you know, the goal that he establishes for us is obviously the bullseye. Right. That's what we want to strive toward hitting. Like you said, are we ever going to hit that? perfectly every single shot every single day No, but that doesn't mean we stop trying right or stop improving our aim we can still hit the target yes mm-hmm.
0: instead of airballing it or whatever it's called when the arrows fly past the target without hitting the board yeah. putting a blindfold
4: shoot even if you don't hit the target it doesn't matter because he's still gonna take care of it right As long yeah. Yeah. yeah the thing is is he wants you to Try to hit that target. Yeah, yeah. You know that's uh, and allow him to train you. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, when when we get renewed, first of all, you got to change your mindset. That's that's the first thing that's got to change. Is the way you start thinking about things. Because mm-hmm. once you get the mindset changed, and once you start thinking about him and putting him first and foremost on your mind. Then, once you do that, that's when it bleeds down into your heart. That's when the heart starts to follow. Everything
2: seems more meaningful. Yes. Mm -hmm.
4: You know, and uh, once you get, once you change that mindset, and once you start walking with God and truly walking with Him, then you got to start trusting and having faith in Him.
0: Yeah.
4: You know, if, if you're not doing that, then are you truly are you truly trying to do what he wants you to do? I'm I'm gonna tell you guys a little story. Uh, there was this guy that went to a monastery and the monastery set up on a big hill. And that guy wanted to go up and look inside the monastery, but the only way to get up there was a, a rope with a basket. So the the monk said, yeah, jump in. We'll take you up. So they start pulling him up, and he starts looking around, and he starts seeing trade spots on the rope. And he hollers back down. He goes, hey, how often do you change these ropes? And they said, when it breaks. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, just think about it. In our faith walk, we start looking around, and we start seeing all these frayed spots, you know, and all then all we're thinking about, oh man, is when is this going to break? When is this going to let me down? But the thing is, is when you're a part of God, there is no such thing as a rope. Mm-hmm. It's all chain. Yeah. It's not going to break. That connection with when you got when you get connected with God that deep. And you trust him that much and you start walking with him and striving towards him, all you're doing is keep all you just keep connecting link after link after link. And it's never gonna come apart. It's never gonna break. He's just gonna bring you right along. And you never have to worry about falling. And the only reason we fall is because we allow ourselves to. Because Mm we allow ourselves to take our focus off of Him so that trips us up. So, you know, being renewed means trusting in God, stepping out on faith, knowing that He's going to take care of the issue. Even though He doesn't take care of it right then and there, He will take care of it. That's what being renewed means to me. Just wholly, wholeheartedly just trusting in what He's got and the way things go. I mean because this material stuff just doesn't matter
3: yep.
4: nothing in this world is worth losing losing your salvation over mm-hmm. nope. or being saved over or being a part of God's family what, however you want to pronounce it right. however you want yeah however you want to mold it out there that's what being renewed means to me
0: Bronzo. what's it mean <clears> to you? <throat> I I have nothing to say here you gotta have an opinion on what what being renewed means you don't even have to be as deep as them my answer is pretty
2: lame compared to those days
3: (laughs) (laughs) well you just go right ahead and
2: I'll see if something (laughs) sparks
3: we got to get this Facebook Live going because I think sometimes people need to see some of these expressions that all of us make (laughs) and like, oh. (laughs) Being renewed to me
0: is repenting, doing that 180 from where I was. And not talking about it, but being about it. Mm -hmm. Right? So if I change inwardly if I'm like we were talking about before I hit the record button, being that introvert mm-hmm. and it's so I'm getting so filled with it then there's only one place to go is outward, and everybody else can see it mm-hmm. and be the extrovert mm-hmm. yep. <clears throat> and that a second chance even right to get it almost right this time.
2: I don't know if yeah. mine has to do with like a 180. Because I feel like... Well, I'm, you weren't I'm, as bad I mean, as me. Yeah, I feel like...
3: <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. you got know, a 90. Yeah. This, <laughs> is, this is true. He's all agreeing. Yeah, this all is, this yeah. is true.
0: Maybe a 45 <laughs> but I, degree. But man.
2: I don't know exactly how bad you were either. But... I can tell you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk. All All my life, once I moved out of my house, I've always just wanted to do good and help people. And like everybody says in church, you know, just because you do good doesn't mean you're going to heaven. But now that I've been saved and God's in my life and everything is still going good and I'm still doing good. It's like on a different level of good, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, it just means more to me there than it did before. It meant something to me then because I was doing good deeds and I felt good about it. Now it has more substance. Yeah, now it's like it's like on a higher level mm-hmm. of it, you know. And and instead of before, it was like, I'm doing these good deeds and I feel good about myself. Right. Now, I do these good deeds and I feel good because I'm doing them for him. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and it just makes me feel good on the inside because it makes me feel whole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the picture of the transformation that I think everybody's talking about. That's... That, Term being renewed in that reference that we that we read is anemayuho in Greek, and being renewed is a good translation, but it literally carries the underpinning of a total renovation project. Like think of a of a house that's run down and it's being completely gutted out from the inside out. That's what that word pictures that he does for us. He takes us as an old rundown tent that we are and completely guts it. guts us out inside out it's, a, it's an inside out change so yeah it has to start in the head like you talked about Ronnie with repentance and I would slightly disagree it's always a 180 you're either walking with him and toward him or you're walking away from him there's no middle ground there no, there's you're no either gray walking area. toward him or away from him period so when yeah. you repent you're pivoting back toward him and then he moves in to renovate your heart yeah. so that's, that's, was, that's when he goes from the head to the heart right. is when he renovates and mm-hmm. then it the goes thing. Is, if I was, I was walking actions. away I didn't see it
2: I was blind to it. Right, we rarely do, you know. Yeah. So it could be a one eighty. I I understand what you're saying, but I mean, that's just where I was on that. I mean,
1: the people in Acts chapter two that Peter was preaching to, they were there celebrating Pentecost, serving the Father, and he told them they needed to repent. Yep, yeah. because they were walking away from him. They were convinced they were serving him. Like that's that's not uncommon that when we're in a place where we need to repent, outwardly it looks like we don't. That's where I was. I had all the outward stuff faked really, really well. But inwardly, I was at a place where I was literally begging him to kill me. I was in a real bad place. And what I experienced, I'm convinced that he did. He did in a way. Like what that reverence talks about, put off the old self and put on the new. I think he moved in and he did kill me. He killed who I was that I could put on who I was intended to be. He didn't do it the way I thought he was going to or the way I asked him to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... Thank him for that.
2: He did it spiritually and not physically.
1: Completely changed my mindset. Yeah. Completely changed the way I look at people, the way I feel about people. See, the thing There's is total is, transformation. Is, is the, mindset,
4: the mindset's got to come first.
3: Yeah. No We're two want. ways about
4: it. It's yeah. got to come first. And exactly. we've talked
3: about that and how that's affected in your because, life and the fact that, yeah. you know, things that a year ago you could have cared less about. Whether it was how you were talking to somebody, how somebody was feeling about something, any of those things. And now you can see that transformation, what he's talking about.
2: hurting hurt. anybody's feelings with what yeah. I say.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. Bob says it a lot. He hurts your feelings a lot. Well he does, but <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about
1: I thought you had to have feelings first. <laughs> he's been transformed. But Boy, it, like, no, that's right. He's got him <laughs> right.
0: But Bob has that phrase all the time. And when he talks about it, he's talking about he himself as a bob keeping the old man back that, down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he said it countless times, and that's a a good analogy. Like right. because just like that, like we could be that
3: old person again. Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: And it doesn't take much. All you gotta do is walk around somebody that you used to hang around with, and it just pops back in your head. And you got to stop and reevaluate. Hey, yo, look, I'm not that person no more.
3: Yeah, you know. You, you know what scares the crap out of me is if I get tested. If I get tested <laughs> in a way that I could revert back, and I have no idea what that would be. Obviously, but of course, when we're talking about diagnoses and things, you the unknown scares the little literal crap out of me I apologize you know but because it's you don't know you don't know and really so far like you're playing a waiting game with the people that are supposed to know huh. and you give it to God but then if God doesn't answer your, your you know answer you how you want then the it, other guy's right there to the poke it yeah, like, oh See? yeah uh, told you. yeah yeah, I told you, you ain't gonna be there. He just yeah, standing
4: there waiting yeah. to start poking at you. Oh yeah,
3: because again, you know, when you're just going through that and you're going through that unknown, and you're 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 you are trying, you know, because again, when I had my heart issue, like my literal heart issue, I was just like, okay, if this is it, this is it. Thank you, God, for the time you've given me. But the rest of my family, it, it, like we've all talked about it, You'd do whatever you want it to me. You, you know, you, yeah. do, you do it to my family. That's a different story, and that's what I, that's that's a fear of mine. You know, is is how if something like that was to happen, then then how would I handle it? You know, with, how how would it affect my faith?
4: You know, we always say that we can handle them situations really good until it comes that time,
3: right? Yeah, yeah.
4: Until until the, until the test comes, you know, you're like, oh, I can pass that test. Yeah, most of the time you're gonna fail it. Mm-hmm. Just well, it's because you think you're gonna uh, pass it. We'll yeah.
0: see. I got a math, a math test in my backpack here, so okay. yeah, <laughs> <We're> <laughs> failing
3: that. Yeah, that's right.
0: Well, no, but like, I, I, I'm you glad know. you brought that up because, like, at the time you were having your heart, it, heart, mm-hmm. like I did two months before that, right? And then Bill a month before that, mm-hmm. and like it was the three of us like bam, bam, bam.
3: Like, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, Like snipers mm-hmm. taking us down. Yep. And, I mean, and again, I mean, obviously we weren't the healthiest, but at the same time we were on fire. Yeah. I mean, we were on fire and everything that we were doing was for him. Yep. You know, so it was one of those, was it Satan attacking? You know, trying to put that out. You know, again, obviously the onus is on us as well because... We weren't leading the healthiest of life lifestyles before that. But um you know, and it was so was that a test for our families? You know? A test for us. No, oh, yeah, obviously that I mean, too. You know, like, but, but like I said, you know, when it's me talking about my health, I'm like, okay, yeah, I right. <laughs> I screwed this way up, so yeah, that's on that me. I
4: did. Yeah, but, with yeah. that five guys burger that you had laying <laughs> in that hospital bed. <laughs> Baby, <geez. laughs> Grease dripping out of the bag. Oh gosh, it
3: was bad.
4: That's really good. Don't forget yeah. about that caramel macchiato. Too. Well, that's true. Oh, yeah. That's
3: right. Both of them before he was even discharged. Uh. Well, we're out here to talk about me. No, we are. Yeah, that's a good. subject. Yep. No, I think.
0: I think we're all on the point though. Mm-hmm. Really, and it's all the things. Like every like there is no wrong answer yeah. at the table. Right. And the most common one is, like said, and we've said before, is it starts with our mind, mm-hmm. and it has to, because that's our part of doing the works. Mm-hmm. And we got to get in and dig the ditches, like we've said, or get dirty too. Because if not, then yeah, if our heart's not, if our mind's not going to strive for us to be
4: better, then we're not well you know like it says like we was talking last night works without faith is dead yeah if you're doing the faith I I can show you my works through my faith right you
3: know right and not to you know obviously not to confuse the works aren't going to get you there they're not your works no matter how good of a person you are no matter how much you do for other people that is not going to save you the only way to be saved is through Jesus Christ that's it but he does tell us we still have to work for him we're justified
1: and, uh, by faith, but we're sanctified uh, by works. Yes. 100%. And there's there's a real error, a very, very popular error in the churches today to conflate the idea of justification and sanctification, and that always leads to disregarding sanctification because that's our part of the bargain you mentioned. Yeah. We do have a part of the bargain. Mm-hmm. And when you read that chapter, Ephesians 4, you know, any scripture that talks about our sanctification process... Everything he describes there, it's, it's a principle derived from the law given from the mouth of the Father. Mm-hmm. Every, all of it. But it, we don't like that. Mm-hmm. We, we don't like that there are expectations that he puts on us. So we just sort of disregard it. We put everything on him. You know, we expect him to bless us immensely. But when he asks for something in return, we check out. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't want to be part of that. It makes me think of Deuteronomy chapter five, what? rubbing that bottle. It's exactly right. Oh, yeah, That's exactly right. It reminds me of Deuteronomy chapter five. This is this is at Moab, and they're they're forty years after the Red Sea crossing, and they're mm-hmm. getting ready to cross the Jordan. So what Moses is doing is a new generation, the faithless generation that Amos says was secretly worshiping Sikuth and other false gods is already dead. So Moses is recounting the story of what happened at Sinai when the father gave the expectations and the covenant that they broke two days later two or three days later. And he's recounting to them what happened there. And he says that the people heard him speak the Ten Commandments out loud. They heard this out loud from the mountain. And the people responded, we will do everything we're told. And then we're told that, that the Most High responded to Moses, what the people have said is good. What they've spoken is good. And the next part breaks my heart every time I read it. He follows it up with, oh, if only, if only they had a heart in them to do what they say to obey my commandments that it would go well with them and their children forever what he's saying there is they what they said out loud was great
4: but lip they service didn't and
1: lip service yep. but they didn't mean it yep. in their heart they were far from me they've been following me physically for 40 years in the wilderness but in their heart they're walking the other way with no intention of pivoting and changing we gotta question ourselves is that us? is that us? are we saying yeah we'll do it but then, when we come to a commandment we don't like, oh, I'm gonna pretzel twist this around to justify ignoring it. <laughs> Where's our heart at? Yep.
3: Huh. What?
2: <laughs> Wait for you to chime in. Yeah. What are you talking about?
3: But it felt like you we're had something talking to say. about. Yeah, I, thought you had something say. I thought you were right there. You looked like I was, like you had I was listening.
2: No, I was. I was. Sure, looked like something's going to roll off your tongue. Nope, I was I was deep or, in or listening. Out your ear, one of the two. Either way, <laughs> I, I was just deep in listening, deep in thought.
4: Maybe no, his old self was going to say something.
1: He let the renewal process. All right, right. that's uh, it. It's that time. Could be. I'm very proud of you, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Put that old man back behind there. That's right,
0: Ron. What? In, in your renewal processes, what are some of the steps that you've taken? to do that
2: to renew
0: yeah to strive to stay renewed for a lack of better
2: question I guess I I really don't I really don't know that's the thing I when when we talk about it I, I've been sitting here trying to think you know I thought you were listening you can't listen I was, to at the same time I mean before he was talking <laughs> but, you know because y'all were saying how do you how do you feel that you've been renewed well let me put it to you how did you
4: change your life when you become renewed
2: well the way I looked at it on that end was I kept doing the good things I was doing but instead of doing them for me and others I just felt like I was doing it because he wanted me to and I was doing it for him and it just gave me more joy to do more, to, to do more. And then when I was done, I it, it was like, well, I need to find more to do. Mm-hmm. You know, right? What but what did you change in your life when you become renewed? Some of the bad things that I, bad habits I had. You know, I'm working on the cussing, of course. I, I haven't had a drink since. Preach. Yeah, I haven't had a i haven't had an alcoholic drink for i don't know, since baptism and I haven't had a, even the urge to even have one but and like I said the cussing it's not as bad nor near as bad as it used to be but trying to love the ones that you know wrong me mm-hmm. that's a big one for me I'm still working on mm-hmm. and i've there's a couple of them I'm still working I've,
0: on that too there's a right. couple
2: of them i've you know forgave and At the same token, forgiving them, trying to forgive myself as well. You know, beating myself up over it because I didn't like, so called like them or whatever. You know, and I wasn't, and I look at it like I was probably more in the wrong than they were because I let it eat me up and they probably just went on living, didn't even have a clue that I didn't you know, felt the way yeah. I felt because I never said anything. Right. So I just let it eat me up on the inside. So, you know, I'm just, the renewal process for me was a me process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was all about getting me back or getting me to a place where I felt good about what I was doing, how I was acting, how I was treating people, and how I wanted to be treated. Okay
1: it's always a very so. personal thing between you and the most high you know what I mean like somebody else can't step in and be renewed for you on your behalf or no. talk you into it or right. anything like that you can't, can't tag somebody in on it right and but action steps are important I will right. say that I, mean, I think we have this propensity to just that give it to God attitude oh here's the problem I have God I need you to fix this and I'm just going to sit here and wait while you do it mm-hmm. yeah, but, the, don't
2: work. but the good thing about it now is before like I've said before I was by myself it was all about Ron doing it for himself, getting himself there, and take care of his family,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and making sure they're good. And since since God and our Jesus and the baptism and all that's came into my life, I know I'm not alone no more. Since not only do I have Jesus, hold on, Let me I have clarify. my guys.
0: Since you allowed it into your life, okay. Not,
2: what did I say? Since it came in, since no. it came into my life well I should have said since he well
1: <laughs>
2: but you know it, it's like I'm still doing kind of the same things but it just feels like on a totally different level like mm-hmm. I was saying earlier it just means more than it did before
0: right
2: you know so I have to watch what I say watch what I do because I feel you know before I had no accountability I was by myself right do and say what I want who's going to stop me hmm you know, now if I'm still by myself, I can't do that because I know somebody's watching me. <laughs> yep. You know? Right. Yeah. And I still have accountability for that person. Like if I'm around you guys, I try to watch myself. But at St. Token, if I was to walk out of the room and I walk down the stairs and go home and I'm in my truck by myself if somebody cuts me off or something, you know, he's still watching me. I can't just yell out the window, hey, you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's just like, how me. you doing? Have a good day. <laughs> that's
3: what you, you
2: get to pray for him. You catch up pray for him. Yeah, so, and that's just stuff I'm still, you know, I still catch myself working on, but, and like y'all say, it's a process. Yep. And, some habits are harder to break than others but, absolutely you know the good thing is I didn't have a lot of the so called bad bad things that I had to work on mm-hmm. you know cause lucky well, you well I don't know if it's lucky I mean, me it was you know no. the reason that is is because of the life I lived well, I don't know if you call them
4: you know everybody's got their own bad bad stuff I mean, right it don't matter yeah Sin, sin, don't matter what it is. Yep. I mean, some of the stuff I used to do, it was bad. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, But now my overeating is just as bad as somebody else's sin. Or actually it's just as bad as the sin I was in back then. Except now I I know it. So, and I I repent of it. Back then I didn't care.
1: Because I
4: didn't, I wasn't a part, you know. I knew who he was, but I chose not to, I chose not to be a part of him. I knew who he listen. was yeah, yeah. chose not to listen yep.
2: well I knew who he was and I was in search of him and everybody told me I was in search of him but for some reason I couldn't get those people that were telling me to help me mm-hmm. yeah so I knew I, I had nowhere to, I knew nothing I had nowhere to go I was walking but I was blind to where I was going totally you were lost in the wilderness. in uh... I, I might have been lost but I was still we were on I was still moving but I just don't know where I was moving to right and now I I'm not going to say it's like straight and narrow with me and I know where I'm going but at least I know where I need street to strive lights are, for the street lights are on now. yeah <laughs> you know if I if I veer off, I know where to merge back to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at
4: least now, you, at least now you get to make the choice to go through the narrow door
1: instead of the wide door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in our yep. heart, we're all lost in the dark. No, absolutely. It just comes down to are we gonna are we gonna follow the pillar of fire or not? And it's a real simple choice. Simple. <laughs> yeah. Not always easy. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yep. Clear distinction there. That's definitely. Sometimes the so-called worst sins are easier because they're easier to recognize. Yeah. I think sometimes, well, you know, you're talking about how, like, you know, they weren't as bad. Sometimes I think that's almost worse. Mm-hmm. Not worse, like, metrically on, like, a sin scale thing, but worse in the sense of it's, it's harder to recognize there's a problem.
0: Yeah, because it's
1: easier yeah. to point out, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah, the things I was engaged in, it was real, it was real simple. This is obviously bad. Mm-hmm. Obviously bad. And there were some things, some addictions, that he just, at a snap of a finger fingers he had two fingers to snap right i don't know maybe <laughs> the, god don't need two fingers to snap he snapped with one he finger. he miracle. it was amazing that's right but you, he snap,
2: took, you snap one finger it's probably broke
1: probably <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple addictions he just took away you know what i mean when i prayed and it just went away but there were other issues like the the love issue the lacking love issue he made me walk walk out that with him that wasn't something i could just say hey i need help to love people now i'm going to sit here and wait now when I when I asked him to break my heart for what breaks his to you know to feel because that was the problem he did answer that but when it came down to learning how to love again the answer was go where people need to be loved learn how to Yep you know there were some things that I had to walk out because mm-hmm. it's important to learn those by experience addiction sometimes isn't necessarily the experience isn't as important. Now, I'm not going to say that he's going to do that for me. There were other things that, you know, addiction issues that that he didn't just take away. Right. But some he did. And, you know, maybe that's just because he knew that the other issue was more pressing was going to be more difficult, you know.
4: Yeah, he knew, he knew what you needed. Yeah. I mean, like get all the now. little small stuff out of the way. Yeah, like them them two <laughs> addictions, <laughs> them two addictions you're like well, them them are not important because that's probably something that you really wasn't idling a lot so he wanted to work on the stuff that you was really
2: struggling with and on the stuff that you're really struggling with if you could get those under control the, the small ones could just fix themselves mm-hmm. because they blend in with the major one that he was fixing
1: yes and that's what i was going to say the lack of love was the underlying yeah. issue for everything else everything else stemmed from my lack of love for myself, for my family, for my friends, for strangers, for anybody, and that's why you had the addictions because lack of love mm-hmm. for yourself. I mean, you know,
4: when people put that stuff in their bodies or whatever it is that they do to themselves, it's because they they do not love themselves. Yeah, the fills God hole
0: somehow. Yep. Well, if you're not if you're not putting God in right, it, you got to feel it somehow. you got to try to
4: anyway. You never yeah. it never happens right. Well, yeah, I mean. No filling that god hole. The only way you are in the god hole is putting him there. Right. Yep. Everybody yes, I know what you meant. I just, you know You just wanted to disagree with me. I just <laughs> wanted to disagree with you. I like it. I don't. We're gonna agree to disagree.
2: <laughs> We're We're every, time. every time. Yeah. Every time.
4: Every day. Every
0: day. Mike, what about you? What what's what's been your steps to what's it, what's the renewal process look like coming out of it? or not coming out of it I
3: guess but uh, I think it's just a reminder that it n- I hate to put it this way but nothing here is eternal
0: it's all going to the landfill
3: right you know I mean and, and somewhat um, and I struggle with this but you know somewhat even the relationships that you build aren't eternal other than the one with Christ right you know, um, but um, but I think that that's just a constant reminder of what is truly important, and that's Christ. You know, is 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 not? Am I making everybody happy? Am I am I soothing everybody how I need to, or picking them up like I need to? But am I pointing them to Him like I need to? Am I teaching them and myself at the same time? That I need to go to him. As much as I'm telling somebody you need to take this to God, am I taking everything to God? You know, that right. yep. that that constant renewal of anytime I'm saying something to somebody, it should be as much for me as it is for them.
4: Yep. Which will be in my final thought. <laughs> you know, um, it's not our job to please everybody anyway. Right, right. You know, it's honestly it's not our job to even please our, our spouses. Mm-hmm right that they should they should get that happiness or whatever however yeah you know can can you say that one more time so that way they can listen what's that (laughs) say what it's not I didn't say I didn't say nothing I only said it one time that way I don't uh, I don't incriminate myself (laughs) I'll
3: I'll amplify that and that's been something that's been a struggle my whole life is for the longest time I thought I was put on this earth to make other people feel good about themselves I feel you. I feel you. That's
2: why I I helped so so much. Because, you know, it made me feel good, which made them feel good. Yep. You know, and so I kept doing it. But,
4: you know, for me to clarify this, the only one we need to please is Christ. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's where I was going with that. You said that. Yeah, well, I, I, guess, did, I just pretzel twisted it I know you did but anyway you know I just uh, I don't want everybody thinking well you know he's not going to try to please this or please that but it's not our job to please people it's right. our job to, to point them to Christ so he can make them happy mm-hmm. that's well, where I was going so you want some final thoughts final thoughts
0: needle <laughs> off the record it's go time this has been a tr- I'm not going to say that This has been a not a very good
4: openly discussion. (laughs) It's not? It's like a car wreck. (laughs) I think it's been good. Hey, Uh it's our train wreck. We'll be all right. I know. Yeah.
0: That's what I was going to say, but
4: considering. Yeah, that may have been
0: too soon. Yeah. Mike, I see that you're deep in thought. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Carl's going first. Are you serious?
4: Yeah. <laughs> he wants us to follow you. Because <laughs> usually it's just wrong. Wait a minute. Before
1: you start, I just agree with Carl. <laughs> um, at one point, you mentioned Mike about the gold standard, mm-hmm. and the reason I kind of highlighted that is I think that's important because there is a standard, and. To understand where the Spirit's leading us, we have to understand what he's pointing us to. And there's a point in Ephesians 4 where he warns about, most translations say, winds of doctrine. Uh, in the Greek, that's did and it literally just means teachings of men. He warns about the teachings of men that will lead you astray. And I can't help but be reminded of the warning Peter gives in 2 Peter chapter 3 where he's talking about Paul he's not talking about Paul in the negative. He's talking about the people who interpret Paul in the negative. And he says that Paul speaks about things that are really difficult to understand. He's got a very high knowledge base, is basically what he's saying. And there are people out there who are twisting his words and leading people astray. And in the NASB, it says that it's the error of unscrupulous men. Mm -hmm. It's not the best translation, because I think it kind of conceals what Peter's getting at there. The Greek word that he uses there for unscrupulous men is a theismos. And it literally means those who are attempting to... The underlying meaning is those who are attempting to break free of the boundaries established by the law. And if you don't know what Peter's driving at there, I'm telling you, read any mainstream commentary on the letter to the Galatians, and you'll see exactly what Peter was talking about. We have made a fine art theologically, of twisting the word of God to justify disobeying him. Everything that Paul described there was a principle established in the law from the Father. Everything. And when we take a sharpie to his instructions, we miss the mark. It's like putting a blindfold on and shooting arrows wildly. Mm -hmm. You're never going to hit a bullseye like that. You've got to follow the Father's will, the Father's way. You have to read the whole thing and understand what he's saying. He's real clear in his word. He doesn't speak over our head. But theologians tend to. Mm-hmm. We've got to believe the Father first. Yes. That's all I had. Well, to, to finish up Carl's, then
4: stop looking at the frayed rope and start focusing on the ironclad chain. I like it. Mm. There you go.
3: Mike? And nope, that's not a good one. I know <laughs> um, yeah, I just I just keep coming back to I had a a preacher one time that I worked with in a warehouse, and uh, I would tell him he'd talk to me about God and stuff and you know and and I knew God, and I thought I was checking the boxes and you know doing everything and whatever. and one time I told him I said, you know, when it comes to bible knowledge i'm not really the sharpest tool in the shed if you will and he said well you know what god still has you in that shed <laughs> it's not kicking you out so <laughs> you've got time and you've got you know you know what i mean and that yeah. just always stuck with me you know because it's it's one of those things and i think it, i think it goes with the renewing of it because of, again it, it, i'm a i'm a tool for god right you know and he's given me the tools and he's given me the guidebook and everything and it's up to me and that's what he's calling me to do is he's calling me to get in that and to to help fix things to fix other people to fix myself yeah you know and everything so there you go Silent Ron nothing
2: now you go ahead
0: I'm gonna go ahead and then I'll lead us out so <laughs> <laughs>
3: so you saying he's like I said what I said <laughs> well
2: there there's something I found it says we must always change renew rejuvenate ourselves otherwise we harden mm. that's good true very true
0: mine hits on like everybody's ironically maybe not ironically <clears throat> but the initial part When you were talking about teaching. Like. I thought. You're teaching. Because you're renewed in it. But you're learning it twice. And you're reminding yourself. Why. You're skilled in that. I guess. Whatever you're teaching. Or coaching. Or however you want to look at it. And sometimes. You do get burnt out to where it's just checking the boxes until you actively start doing it. And then you start re relearning it again. And also like Carl was saying with Paul in scripture, Paul wasn't the most eloquent speaker either. But God used him in a big way, right so it doesn't matter what you're a carpenter God'll send you carpenter people you're an i t god'll send you i t people right you know you're an introvert God'll send you introverted people, but on the same same token. might throw an extrovert in there too Mm -hmm. right because you need to help everybody he'll send those people and those tools that you need to complete the task that he set you out to do and then when you get complacent he'll flip the script a little bit and then that's when he sends the carpenter to the IT or the extrovert to the introvert group right so don't ever and I'm not talking to you guys but like don't ever feel discouraged about anything in your renewal process just don't stop you can find us on Facebook comment on there give us some topic suggestions If you want to go long form, (laughs) you can go to brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. What this time, Michael?
1: (laughs) Also, head on over to that Philly Faith podcast to give us a follow. There you go. Mike, you didn't have to shut me out like that. Uh, Anytime. Anytime.
0: (laughs) And until next time.
2: Welcome back to ministry. Catch you on the flip side.